Now, from the Paxa Studios in downtown Honolulu, Josh Pacheco and Hunter Hughes. Shager on the right hash. Calling for ball. Dropping straight back. He's looking. Fires downfield. He's got an open receiver. And it's caught. Touchdown, Hawaii. Stephen McBride down the sideline. Gets away from his defender and into the end zone to make it 21-13. Off the bench on ESPN Honolulu. That was John Veneri on Saturday night from Nashville and um, Mark in the background. Touchdown! Veneri as well. Yeah, uh-huh. Veneri and 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 Veneri, um, where where the color commentator gets so excited he jumps over his brother. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if you heard my uh, my color commentary when Mark Veneri and I did uh, St. Louis against Couple A couple weeks back, but I'm yelling unbelievable for a kickoff return <laughs> as it's happening because <laughs> I haven't watched football in like six months and I'm just excited. Yeah, so uh, I can't blame him. Uh, you know, a little bit. It's game one. Everybody's getting the rust kind I of I guess off. so. Play-by-play rules. Don't jump over the play-by-play guy. Okay. Or, 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 or broadcast rules. Although there are people who break it. Um, and sometimes it gets to the point where they break it and it just becomes such a character thing. Um, I don't know if, if Eric Matthews is listening. The, uh, the fan engagement guy. Mm. Such a great title that I made it up myself uh, at UH. But um, Dave Lapham is the color commentator for a Cincinnati Bengals games. Mm. And he's just like yelling as the play-by-play guy is trying to call it. So if it's a big play, he's like, Aah! And I, I know that was that was jarring to the ears, I wow. realize. But uh, it, it feels like that. But he, he's, he's such a lovable guy, and he is such a, a, a character uh-huh. that – it's just accepted. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, that, that just jarred me, the fact that I, uh, that I did that. But uh, anyway, uh, that, was, uh, that was Saturday. And we're going to spend a lot of time on, uh, on what we saw on Saturday. We'll, we'll break this down from top to bottom. We've also got UH football tickets to give away for Friday, in which I heard KHON2 call it today, Carmageddon. Oh, my. Not karma as in, like, karma is a bleep. Okay. But car as in what you drive because they are expecting some rough traffic on Friday. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, campus is shut down. Shut but, it down. But, uh, yeah, they, they had an advisory about that. Okay. We'll, we'll share that a little bit later on. But we are giving tickets away for Friday's game. We've got two pairs of tickets during the show. And we got volleyball uh, Thursday against USC. We'll be giving away a pair of uh, during the show as well, we are going to be all UH all the time, dude. I I felt it today. Really? Just like it's it's a little bit different where we're, we still have countdown to kick off this last week. And thank you, know? you by the way for that. Of course, you were you and Arnold were my MVPs on Saturday. We were <laughs> like, what were we? I I don't remember. In fact, I could probably find out um, because of the lightning delay. Yeah, tell tell that story a little bit. So. You know, you had the lightning delay that we found out during uh, countdown to kickoff, and by the way, was kind of expected because there were concerns about that the night before. Um, and it gets hot; it it can it can get kind of gnarly. So I swear that had to do with heat lightning too. Oh, you're probably right. Yeah. 
So we, uh, I can tell you how long that we were on the air consecutively. We came back from our second to last break at one fourteen. Okay. We did not break until two fifty four. That is exactly one hundred minutes of commercial free University of Hawaii football conversation. One hundred minutes, which is the same amount of time as the actual delay, was one hundred minutes. And uh, I was. Uh, Liz is clapping like. Hey, thank you, Liz. You, you go, guys. She, well, I think she's giving us the sarcastic slow. Clap. That's exactly what it was. Yep. Actually, yep. <laughs> can, we can feel um, it from across the room, Liz. Thank yeah. you. So Hunter was there at Big City Diner, in just White hanging PL. out actually, because yeah. my my teammate and good friend Jason Matthew Sharsh mm-hmm. was on the show earlier, right? And timed it for us to you know be together listen to him on the radio and then watch the game and then cue the hour-long lightning delay right and we're just hanging out under the tent and i look over and josh and arnold are still talking of course we are it's our job him and coach are just going and i kind of i wouldn't say panic but i started to see Josh, um, you know, the, the same sort of fatigue when you've been treading water for a few hours. <laughs> Thanks. And was like, let me see if I can help. Well, I saw you, and then you had a point, and I was like, you know what? Screw it. Let's bring Hunter in here. Mm. And, you know, we just and, – and the thing that I had fun with I, – I don't know if you saw the photo I posted on social. Um, Jaron, who is our digital guy, posted a uh, – sent me a bunch of photos yesterday. And one of them I posted was the – Oh bleep! I'm about to do a hundred minutes of commercial-free uh-huh. conversation because of a lightning delay. Face um, the the kicked back like uh, oh man, what am I getting myself into? Face, uh, but I yep. saw but I saw you. I was like you know what? We're bringing Hunter in here. We're gonna you know we're we're not gonna take a commercial break because we were out of commercials at that point. Like the next commercial break that we were gonna take would be the one. That's the one. <laughs> Describe for the audience what you're seeing on your phone. Um, it's the same look that when you are driving up Ward Avenue and you need to go east onto H1 and you can't see H1 until you fully commit to entering the highway and yeah. it's gridlocked all the way to Punahou. That's, that's right. It's that's that exact same look. Yep. And if you if you've ever driven in town, you know exactly what that face is. Uh huh. That's that's the look. It's actually kind of a little puppy dog sadness. <laughs> really? That's my read. Oh man, yeah. So part of the job. They're part of the job. Part of the job. Well, I told. I don't remember who I told, but I said, you know what? I've we we did it last year, the Michigan game, because we had not as long, but we had a similar delay, and so we did the exact same thing. We were filling time. Uh, commercial free countdown to kick off at that point. Uh, but I was saying I I'm kind of used to it. It was the Michigan game when we've done I I've done like hurricane stuff when we've been on like nonstop and that's like commercials are gone. You're just talking to people and you're talking on the radio and yep. you're just like information, information, information. And so it's like on the fly, yeah, you realize the oh no, we're here. But then you get into the flow of it, and that's why I say you and Arnold were my MVPs on Saturday because you guys made it easy. I could kind of jump in and be like, hey, just a reminder. We've got a, a lightning delay. We're going we're gonna to be here for a while. Yeah. If you have two football guys talking, 
it adds a completely new dynamic. Yes. Um, where we needed a little bit more uh, football um, insider yeah. knowledge on like what was the team going through while the rain delay was happening. What mm-hmm. what are the because the the team left the stadium. Right. They, they walked across the street to a nearby Marriott hotel and they were just kicking it in the lobby. Yeah. And shout out to John and Mark Venary actually for kind of running around the stadium and getting the 411 if That's you right. will yeah. on what was happening with the team because we had no TV coverage um the SEC network had they just tr- ran their reruns exactly they were running some sort of conversation it was uh, Marty McGee's uh, SEC coaches special that one yeah exactly <laughs> not that you um, were paying attention I, the, I no just, I wasn't a, I'm a TV nerd sorry the, no you're okay um I'm glad you know that that's that's why we're <laughs> we're partners here again this um, is the slow clap that Hunter's giving <laughs> um and we were getting a play-by-play from John we were getting our money's worth with him for the right. weather he yeah. shifted his talents to play by playing what the clouds were doing above the stadium he was so, our Jim Cantori for a moment yeah um it was uh Definitely an interesting way to start the season, but uh, we quickly got into the game and uh, we're flowing after that. I think it's a great transition uh, here on Off the Bench on ESPN Honolulu to kind of the the way we saw that game. Um, when you take away you know, the, the, the over-under, when you take away the spread, um, the thing that impressed me the most was that this team faced even more adversity than you would expect. The, you know, you're, you're, you're traveling into the central time zone. You're playing an SEC team. But you can prepare, and, and you guys talked about it pretty well. You can, comp- you can prepare for contingency plans in, in the case of weather, um, what you do, hydration, you know, how, what ends up happening when you get back on the field, you know, all that stuff. You can, you can prepare for that. You can't prepare for being in a makeshift air-conditioned tent yep. and realizing that that's not a safe place to be when there is lightning within an eight-mile radius and having to be bussed over to the nearby Marriott, be there uh, in plain clothes because all your, your pads and your helmet, they're back in that makeshift tent, and then come out of the Marriott, start to head back to the to the stadium, and then realize, oh, we just got the time changed again. So we go back to the Marriott and then have to deal with that for X amount of time and then get to the stadium, have your shortened um, your, your, your shortened work on the field. A yeah. hundred minutes later, you've gone stadium, hotel, stadium, hotel, stadium, get dressed, field, uh, warm-ups, play. Playing an that's, SEC opponent. That's insane. Yes. And the fact that they weathered that yeah. and played while it wasn't a perfect game, played there, tough. Are, there are things that we can take from it that are both on the positive side and the negative side. The, the fact that they played through that was remarkable to me and told me a, a heck of a lot more about this team's character um, than I think anybody would have expected just one game in. Yeah, and uh, we'll break into the different facets of mm-hmm. Saturday throughout the show today, but... Uh, the the one thing I haven't looked at this uh, verbatim, but uh, I'm pretty sure Vandy had more unsportsmanlike conduct penalties than Hawaii did too. So I bring that up just to if if there's 
any type of penalty generally that has a direct correlation with a team's mental focus and um, I'd even say mental health out there on the field. You know, choosing the team above yourself, it usually is reflected in unsportsmanlike conducts mm-hmm. um, after the play. Maybe not in the play because they'll still call that for roughing the passer or something like that, but more post-play um, extracurriculars and stuff. Vandy did way more of that than Hawaii did. So you're exactly right, Josh. It speaks to this team, this coaching staff, because it's not just the um, the, the the physical moving of places and moving of locations. It's keeping everybody's mindset kind of even keel. Um, they've already gone through the onslaught of game preparation. They've gone through probably a number of different Timmy Chang pre-game speeches yeah. about now's the time, um, dealing with your own internal uh, adrenaline and then no adrenaline, and then pumping up again. We're ready. Oh, no. Oh, no. Like It's just an up and down, up and down, up and down. That is a very difficult thing to manage as an athlete and by the coaches. That was, that was a, a job well done for them, coming out ready to go. Um after all of those things were kind of stacked against them. Yeah, and I, I know it sounds very generic because there, there isn't a bunch of X's and O's in that. And trust me, we got plenty of time for the X's and O's. Um, but a lot of times when you are considered a very heavy underdog and nobody's believing in you, you know where you're walking into on the road, sometimes you're, all, you're looking for that first 10 minutes, that mm. first drive. You're looking to see, all right, how are we going to look right out of the gate? Are we intimidated? Are we confident? Do we believe in ourselves? How How is that going to be impressed upon the game? And that's why I was impressed because yeah, I didn't see a team that felt overmatched. No. I saw a special teams unit that seemed overmatched at times, and Which, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Yeah, that might have specifically been the w- the one unit that may not have come out ready to play. Uh huh. But you know what? Offense did. Yep. I felt at at times defense did, and so um, yeah, I I find myself. I see. I'm here's the thing that I'm um, trying to be very careful about, and we'll talk about this in the next segment. I saw Timmy's um, post-game speech. It was posted on on social on Hawaii Athletics. It was a great speech, by the way. Oh yeah, um, got me fired up. Yeah, where he's you know you're top of stay together. You got 24 hours to sulk. We're right back to work the next day. Um, and and he said that's Hawaii football. That that is how we play. And then he said every team that is on our schedule is on alert. By yep. the way. That is uh, in that is code for he said something we can't say in the air. <laughs> That's where I snap my fingers. An exciting word. It, it very exciting. Uh huh. Yeah, eyebrow raising. <laughs> um, you know, but I'm trying to make sure that we almost don't overhype because while a lot was good, what does that mean for the bigger picture? I want to be realistic with the audience, as mm-hmm. I think we both do. I think we, we're both very reasoned in kind of how we feel about things. How does what we saw against Vandy equate to the expectations of the rest of the year? 
So we'll talk about that. I, I and all the X's and O's stuff, you know, in in the middle of that. But I I, I want to be able to kind of look at it from a, a level headed perspective, mm-hmm. which I think you and I are both capable of doing. So we'll do that coming up. Uh, we got football tickets to give away. We're gonna do that as well. So uh, I think we're gonna give away our first pair later this Ooh, hour. So let's go. Don't go anywhere. It's off the bench. GSP in Honolulu. According to uh, Timmy Chang's words, when he says every team on Hawaii's schedule should be on alert, I feel like this is the song this is good. that you would play We're coming. while you were saying, hey, Stanford, you're on bleeping ah! alerts. Getting me pumped, man. Let's go. Boy, that almost freaked me out, the fact that you just did that. Uh, <laughs> did you see? Oh, man. Did you happen to see RJ Hollis talking about that as well? I did not. RJ was screaming as well. For all of us former players seeing not only our team go out there and fight and fight hard against a bigger, arguably better team, mm-hmm. and we were in it late against an SEC opponent. Right. And then for Coach Timmy Chang afterwards to vocalize everything that we were feeling watching that, uh, it, it it gets you fired up. Let's um, in in order in order to not be like too over the top, mm. because I think you can get excited and you should be excited yeah. from what you saw on Saturday. Um, it, it is nothing to do with oh like moral victories or anything like that. Nothing to do with that. It is feeling good about being on the same field with an SEC team and being at a one-score game. Yeah. But let's be realistic. How much of what we saw on Saturday changes the outlook, changes how you feel about how the rest of the season could look? Um, Or is it too early? No, I I don't think it's too early at all. Um, I think... The biggest thing taking away from Saturday is the fact that we can move the ball in this offense. Mm-hmm. Um, in years past, it usually took a couple of seasons to really start flowing, really start clicking, um, especially in some of those longer throws, getting the ball down the field. Um, I loved, for the most part, Shager's decision-making. Um, I think one throw, the, uh, the interception in the end zone, uh, he would definitely probably like that one back. Um, everything else, he he was one pass. If you take that interception away, he was one throw away from being perfect in the first half. Perfect. Yeah. He was 15 of 17 in the first half. That That is a good first half at the office um, from a quarterback perspective. And um, the little stuff that maybe gets overlooked, but I pay attention to uh, playing under this offense – it's the hitches on the outside. It's the the five yard mesh route over the middle that we we hit, you know, Pafale Ashlock with, and he's able to get up field underneath a linebacker, and it might only be four or five yards, but it's out of our hands, less pressure in our offensive line, which I've talked to you about, and we're moving the ball down the field. Um, th- there was a confidence 
in that third, fourth quarter. You could even hear it from the uh, the broadcasters on the SEC network saying Vanderbilt's gonna uh, is uh, you can tell worried about stopping this Hawaii offense from marching down the field. We haven't talked like that in years. Right. Um, it was not just a hot game for me, Josh. It, it was there was a, a seasoning and peppering of play calling from that coaching staff and smart, reasonable pass decision-making that I really feel could be here to stay for the season. I think the best way to maybe put that is the offense was ahead of schedule. Mm, that that's is, a good word. Is, is that a fair way to put it? I, I was delightfully surprised. Mm-hmm. Delightfully surprised. After being there all season, it felt similar to 2018 when we weren't sure what the offense was going to look like when Drew Brown transferred and went to Oklahoma State and we played Cole McDonald on zero experience, and we went and beat Colorado in our season opener. It, it's it's one of those things where it can catch you off guard when the run and shoot is clicking. Right. Um, and we'll, we'll break into some more things that I do think we need to improve on, but the the surprising – like I was – very, very pleasantly surprised with how we were able to move the football. Some of your text messages, I'll kind of give you my perspective on that too, but I think it's in a wider view than just what we saw from Hawaii. Mm. Watching some of those other teams in the Mountain West certainly kind of plays into my feeling. Uh, that is coming up. We'll take a look at Sports Center uh, and plenty more. Uh, more Hawaii football uh, talk on the way here. It's Off the Bench, ESPN Honolulu. Dyer Global scoreboard coming up in uh, just a little bit. Our Zephyr Insurance text line while you play the uh, electric keyboard. I think that's what it is. That's yes, isn't it? I believe so. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Grades. Text from the 208. Of us? I don't need somebody else to give <laughs> us grades. I, I'm my our grades are weighted. They're two, always going to be weighted to an A. Two thumbs way, way up. Oh, yeah. As way far up. up. As far, our, our egos are so high. How Oh, high you were so hesitant on that. You were so hesitant. Well, no, I had something else in the chamber <laughs> that I, if, I, had to, I had to shift from. I, I, I thought of the, the, chamber, the, huh? the applause emoji for clapping hands, but then if it's the slow, sarcastic Yes. Clapping hands from Liz in the other room, then yeah. that actually might not be as positive as we think. So that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I say we weight the grades. That's right. I'm the teacher in the room. <laughs> she's the she's the observer in the back. Grades. Dang. That's I, that's because I'm the PD. I have to be that. Yeah, I get it. Grades. Coaching B. Offense B. Defense B, special teams D. That's this individual's grades. Wow. Uh, I'll start on this one. Um, I'll I'll bump up the offense. I'll I'll give the offense more of a B plus than a B. I mean, yeah, you have the two turnovers. Yeah, you you have some mistakes here and there, but... I mean, there are some things that I really liked. Um, his offense time. was ahead of exp- uh, ahead of my expectations. Um, giving an A 
to me is a really high grade so i'm kind of like like leveling out that grade a little bit um that's why i have it as a b plus not necessarily as a b coaching uh, look i'm i'm gonna be a little critical um there are a lot of things i liked i i will be critical of timeout usage, hmm. um, you know, in the second half, not having those timeouts in the last few minutes of the game, I think was a, a possible difference maker just because I think it put your offense on a little more of an edge at the very end. Um, but I, you know, I'm, I'm going to go B to B minus on that. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to split hairs. That's just me. Yeah. Um, defense B. Yes. Yeah, special teams. D yes, I'll 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 stay there with that. Uh, Texter did ask, did the QB lock on receivers? You were watching that. Did you see that? No. Okay. And it, it's it's so easy to just harp on the two interceptions. He had over three three fifty and three touchdowns. Yeah. And I did the math from a completion per- percentage. It was just shy of eighty percent. Yeah, I think it's like seventy seven percent completion. Oh my god, seventy seven. Yeah. So, no, I don't feel like he locked um, on receivers. If uh, you go back on that second interception, that linebacker was actually hiding behind the ref. Shager mm-hmm. could not mm-hmm. see him, mm-hmm. um, which job well done to that linebacker for being <laughs> sneaky like that because that's not illegal. That's using the field to your advantage. Right. Um, now, the throw that I think any QB would agree he would want back is the throw in the end zone. He was late and made a poor decision. See, that's where I, I want to go to uh, where do I actually put it on? Because I, I think you're right. He would like that back. I would come back with should we have run that play in the first place? Yes. The false start was the killer like we were talking about during the break. But you say the play was the right play call. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure that was uh, – I'm pretty sure the throw, if not to uh, – no, it was to McBride. The, the other jump throw was to uh, Alex Perry mm-hmm. on the uh, the X side of the field, which uh, when you're looking is um, the left left of the ball. Um, you want to give your best athletes a one-on-one opportunity to make a play. Mm-hmm. That That is coaching one-on-one in football. You're hoping your best guy against their best guy is going to win every day of the week. Now – the mistake, and it's it's a difficult throw. I was talking with my dad about this today because he wanted to know my opinion mm-hmm. watching that throw. It's a scary thing as a quarterback planning to miss your guy, okay? To properly throw a jump ball in the back of the end zone, you are aiming 10, 12 feet out of bounds for a six foot two, three, six foot four receiver to jump up with an eight, nine foot wingspan and come down with the ball for that ball to be where it needed to be. It needed to be another 10 feet out of bounds mm-hmm. from the time where Shaker threw it. Okay. Now to commit to that, we have a saying us quarterbacks, it's ours or nobody's. Right. Okay. So if you throw it out of bounds, we live to fight another down. That was not an ours or nobody throw. And so he would definitely want that one back. Uh, I'll, I'll let you go on the grades there. So B, 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 D. Uh, I'm going to start first with special teams. Okay. Um, I'm going to bump it up a little bit to a C minus. Um, obviously, you can't uh, look away from Vandy's kickoff return, uh, which 
ended up being probably the the deciding factor in the game. The zero yard punt. Yeah, uh, that but one. the snap, I think, to to give snap less. was bad. Um, I think it was raining at yeah. that time too on the field to not um, put it as much on the punter. Yeah, that's right. The uh, th- there were a few different circumstances right there, and that was early in the game, so I'll, everybody was still getting warm. I'm right. Trying to give benefit of the doubt like crazy right that's here. That's fair. Um, Cam Stone had some really dependable returns. Rarely did we start with the ball on offense after a kickoff inside of our 25. Mm-hmm. We were actually closer to the 30, even the 35 a couple of times. Um, there were various uh, punt returns as well where they were dependable. Um, feel safe with him back there catching the ball, quite honestly. Um, and then, Josh, we were a toe away from recovering an onside kick toe, an elbow, something along those lines. I mean, it literally was inches from completely turning the tide of momentum and maybe even the future of what that game ended up being. So I want to get, I want to bump it up just a little bit to to a C minus. Defense, I think B is probably fair. Um, Still baffles me that they didn't try to run a little bit more. Yeah. Um, Just that's always been our Achilles heel and it kind of showed uh, throughout the game, that that's going to still be um, a big focus on us needing to improve throughout the season. But secondary looked great. Um, we really, I felt like we shut down AJ Swan to those three touchdowns. Like that, that offense looked um, without an identity in the second half, and them going for it in kind of not really fourth down territory but specifically to start playing conserve the clock with like seven minutes on the board told me everything I needed to know about their offense and how our defense was playing. So I think a B is probably fair. Um, Let's jump to offense. I am actually, hmm, I think B plus is fair. Okay. I think B plus plus is fair. I I almost want to... skimp it to a 90 but that's that's being a little bit too optimistic i think with the interceptions you you can't grade that with an excellence in my Um, school 90 was a b plus okay in mine it was like that (laughs) 89 to 90 is okay is the b to an a i guess that was a private school thing 90 93 and up was a was an a i think it was like 92 to like an 87 was a B. Mm. And then. So you 80. guys didn't have a minus then? Oh, uh, it was just no, we a, had a minus. It oh, was okay. somewhere in like the 93, 95 range. There's something, something weird. But gotcha. there, there wasn't a lot of wiggle room for A's and B's. I gotcha. Um, I see you guys on the phone. So we'll get to you in a second here at 808 296 In the same way, I think if our offense was a fish, it's wiggling. Out of our hand into the B, into <laughs> okay. the B boat. That's a, that's a good way of putting yeah. it. Um, we can't have interceptions at important times of the game and expect our team to win, uh, especially when the defense didn't come up with any turnovers. Um, I believe the turnover ratio was two two to nothing. Correct. And, and Hawaii had both of those. Um, we did actually, I should say three, but we recovered one of them because so, uh, Solo fumbled the ball on the one yard line. Which all credit to Solo. He's an offensive lineman running the football. Okay, I want everyone to understand that. I thought he did fantastic, especially in pass pro, having him back there blocking for Shager. 
Um, he he did fantastic and almost scored on that screen pass. Um, a lot of positives to build upon with this offense, with the passing game on a subpar day, to say the least, from our running game. So we we moved down the, 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 the ball down the field in the passing game with almost no running game, Josh. That is a good day for, yeah. for a passing offense. So I think B-plus is fair. Coaching. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think B is probably a good one. Nothing too outstanding. Mm-hmm. But uh, they did put our guys in a position to win that football yeah. game, which that is coaching. So B plus. Okay. Okay. Uh, one other grade uh, to get to here. Uh, and this was on my screen here. It is gone. One other grade from the 393. Hunter gets an A plus for the score prediction. Ooh. Would Thank you care? You. Rem- remember, yes. this was um, this was Friday's show. Liz, I don't know if we still have. Do we still have the prediction from Friday? Okay, she's gonna Thank find you, it Liz. because uh, she she's she's our MVP right now. Um, she's a real one. I I asked her to save this. I actually should have put it in the open. I decided not to because we had a good TD call that we yeah. could use. But I had asked her to save it in case your premonition came true. Uh, yeah. Okay. Let's let's listen to Hunter Hughes from Friday's show on premonitions. I believe that uh, we can actually converse with with God, and so uh-huh. just take a second, listen, and then listening respond. Is, listening is important. Yep. Uh, when you first uh, read the text, uh, a, a score did come to mind. Oh, did it? It did. And so. I'm going to go with that one. I felt like I heard 34, 27. 34, Vandy, 27, Hawaii. <laughs> you were off by one point each. On, on both teams. I, I got to go spend more time. Got to yeah. go spend more time with God. <laughs> you do. Um, but so you know what? I'm sorry. An A plus is a 100. Oh. And I, you know, I, I'm not not to be the jerk in the room. Yep. I mean, I already am. Just like you uh, reminded Char, she didn't actually get a thousand yards. (laughs) I mean, hey, the facts. Uh What am I supposed to do? Um, So I can't, I can't give you a hundred percent grade or a hundred grade. I don't deserve a hundred. But I can, I can give you a ninety-eight. Okay, thank you. You know, it's just, it's, it's one point off on each side. It's certainly, uh, like, definitely in the ballpark. But that is darn good. It's pretty close. That is impressive. Blame it on the delay. Ooh, thank you, Liz. I don't know if everyone heard that, but Liz said uh, blame it on the delay. So, yeah, literally it was an act of God to give me the prediction, yeah. act of God to adjust it. I mean, it's out of my hands. We're, we're looking for we're, everybody's optimistic here in this room. We're we got the delay. We've got going through adversity from the delay. The delay cost you two points. No. Apparently. Uh, well, you know what we'll do? Let's give away uh, let's give away some football tickets since we're in such a positive mood between your A score and somebody's D score for for special teams. You know we got it. Well, granted, I agreed with it, no. but we, we got to balance it out with something good. So uh, let's give away tickets. Um, two tickets to Friday's game: Hawaii and Stanford. Five o'clock kick. Clarence T. Seaching Athletics Complex. That's right. You're gonna be there. I'm gonna be there. 
Um, we want to see you there as well. So dial in 808-296-1420. Uh, we're going to do trivia. We're going to do trivia to give these tickets away. So stand by. We'll do that coming up in a second. Uh, while we line everybody up, let's do our M. Dyer Global scoreboard. It is brought to you by M. Dyer Global, moving Hawaii into the future. U.S. Open. It's one of my favorite times of the year. Mm. Final major championship in tennis. Coco Goff, the American. We're watching her. Uh, she's uh, up in the third set. It uh, matches one set of piece. She's up three love in set number three. That is on uh, ESPN television. Meantime, Major League Baseball today. Guess what? Yankees actually won. Wow. Uh, four to one win in Detroit. They're just underway between the Reds and the Giants. No score top one. That's on CBS 1500. Bottom eight. Uh, Blue Jays lead Washington six to three. Texas up on the New York Mets four to three. Top of the ninth. Uh, top of the seventh. Uh, Fathers won. Cardinals nothing. That's your M. Dyer Global scoreboard. M. Dyer Global. Always on the move. All right, uh, let's get uh, let's get Palmer in here at uh, 808-296-1420. Palmer, how are you? Hi. Okay, hi. Uh, Palmer Palmer is uh, straight to the point. I get it. Yeah. All right, um, I'm, I'm going to guess that you took in UH football on Saturday? A little bit, yeah. All right, let's hope this little bit helps. <laughs> Who was named Mountain West Freshman of the Week today off of the University of Hawaii football team? Freshman of the Week. Um, yeah. Uh, McBride. Oh, you did not watch enough on Saturday. Sorry, Palmer. <laughs> that's not the answer. Thank mm. you for trying. Okay. Thanks, Palmer. Oh, man. I, I, was, I was very hopeful. That, unfortunately, not happened. McBride was great. Yeah. I don't. I, I think we need to get into some of the individual performances that stood out. Uh, we will do that. By the way, McBride's a senior, so uh, I, I I think he's. Can I uh, give the next caller a hint? Uh, let's see. His name is Sean. Sure, you can give Sean a hint. Uh, you feel you feel happy with that, Sean, or do you already know the answer? I know the answer. Okay, oh, he doesn't need a hint. Okay, Who is he it? don't need it. Uh, I hope I said it right. Pofele Ashcock. Um, it's 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 Ashlock. Oh, geez. It's an L. <laughs> but we're gonna give you credit for that because that was hilarious. <laughs> oh, my bad, Pofele. Oh man, that's awesome. <laughs> um, that's close, hey. though, right? It's close enough that we'll give it to you. Yeah. It's close <laughs> enough that I don't know what to say. Um, you're, we're just we're gonna get your tickets, okay? Uh, hang on the line. Uh, we're gonna get your oh. info. Um, we'll we'll, we'll call we'll, of the day, man. We'll see you Friday. Oh, uh, just 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 read the roster before you go to the game. That's all. I uh, will. Hang on, Sean. We'll 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 take your info in a moment. <laughs> Oh, mm, we're going to need a break to regain maturity. We apologize. <laughs> wow. Uh, it's off the bench. Let's let's recover and come back. It's ESPN Honolulu. Man, what a fun weekend. Hawaii volleyball wins two out of three, including a win over what? Appears to be a rebuilding University of San Diego squad. Mm. Um, tough loss against Oregon, especially that you know Hawaii had a 
was it a four or five point lead midway through the first set and watched that one whittle away and never recovered. But Oregon, number nine team in the nation, and I think we can see why. Uh, Hawaii football, um, losing by seven to uh, to Vanderbilt. We're spending a lot of time on that on this show today. In fact, uh, one more pair of Hawaii football tickets we'll give away a little bit later on. And volleyball, Hawaii Thursday against USC, Ooh. the uh, women of Troy. So we'll give away a pair of that uh, a little bit later on in the show. You you had a good idea. Hold on r- real quick. Oh, oh okay. If, um, if there, there's a player on USC named Helen. Wouldn't that mean she's Helen of Troy if they're the women of Troy? I didn't think about that. You might be right. I, I think that's correct. Okay. Th- um, th- this is the stuff that we need to make sure is covered. Texter from the 478, by the way. <laughs> Did Hunter not forget the score accurately? F- forget? I, I, don't, I don't know how you for- not forget. Predict. Predict. Yeah. Hunter was one point off. It was close. On each side. You said 34-27. It was 35-28. Yep. Um, and no, I won't help you all in Vegas. Yeah. Okay? I want that very clear. Yeah. Um, we're we're going we're gonna to help ourselves yeah. in Vegas. Uh, not necessarily in games, but um, I'm sure. I'm sure uh, Steven... <laughs> Steven Sai will will hit me up whenever uh, we're in Vegas. No, Steven doesn't need doesn't need any extra. I heard luck. he's a menace at, on the table. Steven Steven's pretty good. That's awesome. Um, yeah, there's, uh, you know, I don't. I'm I'm sure being in the media industry at the newspaper doesn't pay as well as it should. So hey, when you make it up at the tables, that uh, that takes care of you. Hey, I learned from him. Also, he used to sell used TVs. What? While he was in college, <laughs> what? Yeah, he, he's he, like one day at practice, he's telling me a story from whenever he was a student at University of Hawaii, and um, something about a hotel was upgrading TVs, and he got word of it. Uh-huh. He got like ten of them, <laughs> put them in like a, a van, and was selling them to other <laughs> students at UH to make a little extra money. Steven's always been a hustler. That, so, that, that's my point. So is, Steven, Steven was Facebook Marketplace before Facebook. He, it, it was the the Psy Network. Oh wow! Yeah. By the way, those um, those <laughs> discounts when when they upgrade their TVs at hotels, those are underrated good. Mm. Only thing though, some of those TVs are a little extra basic. Like nowadays. Um, a, t- a a hotel TV yeah. is not a TV you want. No, it's got that uh, humongous uh, extra unit on the back of it. Right. The, before they made the shift to just flat screens, yep. it, it's got that bulb on the back of it. Mm-hmm. That's where all the weight is. Right. Yeah. But not only that, nowadays if you want a TV – it would make more sense to buy a smart TV that has like all those apps on there, like you know Roku, totally. like Apple TV, all that stuff. That's why the Roku TVs are so popular because Roku's right on it, and you know you can you can uh, get all your stuff right there without needing like an Apple TV device or a Roku device. Like it's just right there. They call them smart TVs. There you go. Um, whereas you get a hotel TV. 
you've got to have the Roku device or the Apple TV device uh, or, or any of those. And so that's that's extra money. Um, and some and some of those hotel TVs don't have a whole bunch of HDMI inputs. So it's kind of it's, it's not as useful. And nowadays, like, you know, we have at, at home, we have two TVs. Wow. Only I, I know to quote surprise. back to the future. You must be rich. <laughs> so we only have one box. Mm. So the other one, and we, I mean, my TVs have lasted for a long time. I have the same TVs that I had when I was living on the Big Island, and they still work great. I think it's now like they're like seven years old. Mm. Um, but they're not necessarily – well, they're kind of smart TVs, but this was like before Roku. And so it doesn't have the Roku on there, so I actually need the Roku. But um, – the Roku acts as a second box because I guess this is like a, a hint, I guess. Um, Roku has a spectrum app mm. and you can use that app as, I guess, kind of like your box. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. That's a, it's a, that's a hack for you. Instead of paying for a second box, just, you know, just, just attach your credentials to your spectrum app on your Roku or whatever device you have. And there's your second box. All right. You know, just I, I, any way I can we'll help go over, people. We'll uh, pirating. In a later episode, in a later segment. Maybe. Uh, coming up on tomorrow, coming up yeah. to tomorrow's show, Napster. Ooh, how you can go. use it. Some of some of the uh, the, the the younger folks uh, may not know. Oh no, Liz probably doesn't know what that is. No, probably not. No. Um, texter from the four two nine. I just answered the question, but I guess this was asked before. Would a smart TV work with Spectrum? Yeah. I mean, you still have the HDMI units, which is what the box plugs into. Yeah. Um, and then, like I said, you have a, a, a Roku that's on your smart TV. Spectrum app's right there. But you have to have – remember, you have to have minimum one box hmm. because otherwise you, you can't have Spectrum cable with no box. Hmm. But you, so you have to have the minimum one. That's how you have the credentials. You need but, a box. Uh, yeah. So uh, we'll, we can talk about electronics all we want. But, yeah, I mean those those – even the furniture, right? When they sell the furniture at hotels, isn't that – Usually pretty cheap too. I would like beds. Think so. Although uh, those are a lot exactly. more used than the TVs. I don't know if I want a bed from a hotel. Uh, neither would I. Yeah. I sorry. I didn't think about that before asking the question. Yeah. The, I hope they donate those. Yeah. Or burn them. One or the other. Uh, it is. Uh... And if you do donate them, clean the crap out of them. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. It is uh, it is off the bench here on ESPN Honolulu. I can feel the uh, the person on my right shoulder saying, "Hey, did you forget about UH football?" Hmm. So let's get back to UH football because I feel like it's a good time to look back to what we said last week, Friday, and some of the earlier shows. Yeah, and some of the things that um, you know, were keys or expectations, some of the things we were hoping to see, and how it actually delivered. On Saturday, there was one that I had that, as I thought about it during the game, I was I was a little surprised, even though it was one of the things that I was hoping to look for, and it was controlling the ball. Yeah, it's not just time of possession, and Hawaii won the time of possession against Vandy, but Hawaii had a couple of the longest drives of the game. Uh, in that game, I, and I, I had it right in front of me, and I totally got rid of it. But um, for example, Hawaii had was it a the was it a six minute drive? I, I have it right in front of me. Hawaii had 
the four-minute, 13-second drive in the first quarter that led to the first touchdown of the game, the first McBride touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, Hawaii also had a little bit later the uh, six-minute drive. They turned it over on downs. It was a 12-play, 60-yard drive, six minutes, 41 seconds off of a Vanderbilt touchdown. Two, So two of the four or five drives that were the longest of the game were Hawaii drives. The 641 was the longest drive that anybody had in the game. And I know something you said, it kind of harder to do in in the run and shoot. But the way Hawaii was incorporating the run, we were seeing a little bit more of Landon Sims in the second half, yeah. I, I, which I thought was actually a good adjustment. Thailand, I, it, I, I liked the idea of playing a little more physical ball in the run where mm-hmm. Tylen Hines just really was not able to do so. Um, and that helped to eat the clock a little bit. But I, I liked it. I, I, I liked seeing Hawaii control things. Um, we very rarely saw a, a three and out on Hawaii's side. In, in fact, I don't I don't recall that. No, Hawaii did have a three and out on its first drive. Um, they had two three and outs in total. Two three and outs in the entire game. They had more first downs. Uh, I liked that. I, I liked what I saw offensively there. That led me to feel like, yeah, Hawaii can can dictate control of the game on that front. Yeah, uh, you know, getting back to some of our keys of the game, I I thought if Shager could be around three hundred yard mark, that would be a really great day, mm-hmm. really great day for us starting off in this run and shoot offense, and he exceeded that. Um, I thought three touchdowns exceeded that expectation as well. Um, another. You know, thing we talked about at different uh, points of the week last week, Josh, was one score a quarter. Really getting that median average scoring per game to 28 points. Um, Looking at it objectively, almost from, you know, just purely a math perspective, you have to be around that four touchdown total in college football these days to be able to be successful. Right. It's a it's a different era than what it used to be. And we have to kind of meet that expectation. And I felt like they hit that mark as well. Um, one thing, and you, you mentioned it with uh, controlling the ball. I, I, I had talked at different times about ball security. Um, but the other word... Um, was operations, and that we did not meet. Okay. I felt at various times we were not operationally sound, whether it be the snap or the punt, that first one, the not covering the kickoff, um, the first thrown interception by Vanderbilt to – uh, Shepard, their their big tall receiver on the outside, ran that little slant route against our Nickelback. The guy was wide open. That that was a an operational mistake, and you could even see him w- with his hands open to the middle of the field. He thought he was going to have help. Mm-hmm. So that there there's just a few things that is always going to happen in the first game from an operation uh, perspective. I was. Glad to see we didn't have any 12-man on the field yeah. or that sort of um, dysfunction. Uh, but there were just a couple things that uh, are worth kind of tightening the screws on. So 
if we listed all of them, I would say we met more keys than missed them. I'll give one other uh, we talked about last week. Uh, what kind of pressure could we see Hawaii put? Tackles for loss. Hawaii had more than Vanderbilt. Uh, nine to eight. We saw three Hawaii sacks in this game. Two awesome. of them from uh, Isaiah Tufunga. Uh, three Hawaii sacks. Three Vandy sacks in the game. So that was was kind of even. But I mean, considering how long it took for uh, for for Hawaii to get its first sack of the game last year or first sack of the season last year, um, you know that was impressive. I liked Andrew Choi's effort. You know he led the team in tackles in the first half. Um, you know. Peter Manuma, I know a lot of people are going to look at him for what happened there toward the end of the game on that uh, late hit to the quarterback. He was active. Uh, he had five total tackles in the game. Um, you, you just got to be under control. That's, yep. a, that's a big one. But I, I saw it wasn't the entire game. I think there were times where we saw Swan with a pretty clean pocket. But there are other points where against the run, I thought Hawaii kind of stymied that and made Vanderbilt, even though they weren't supposed to be a run-heavy team, kind of took that out of the game in, in the second half and made Vandy more of a, one, um, a, a one-dimensional type yep. of team. Yeah, I'd agree with that. They did a good job kind of making them spread the field and made, uh, made Swan rise to the occasion and beat us with his arm, which I don't actually feel like he did, Josh. Take away that kickoff return, and we are tied, potentially even going into overtime. Vanderbilt did not play exceptional football in a lot of ways, allowed us back into that game where they should have put their foot on our throat and we wouldn't have had a chance. Mm -hmm. So it's a combination of our defense playing good, maybe not great at times, but good enough to get our offense back on the field. And then our offense had no trouble at all moving the ball. So th th there is so much to be thankful for and optimistic about heading into the rest of this season. Your texts via the Zephyr Insurance text line at 808-296-1420. You can call in as well at 808-296-1420. By the way, um, one thing that we'll do tomorrow, we're going to bring it back for a second year. The uh, Tuesday turnaround, turnaround Tuesday, Tuesday turnaround, I'm, whichever one we called it last <laughs> year. Um, but uh, Arnold Martinez uh, will join us. He joined me last year uh, for that feature. Nice. I think it's going to be great that you're a part of it as well. So 5 to 5.30, our Tuesday turnaround. And what that is, for those of you that are uh, uh, new to this time slot, is we take one segment and we look back. We take the next segment and we look forward. Mm. You know, turnaround. Turnaround, yeah. So um, we're going to do that all year long, every Tuesday after a Hawaii game. That's going to be uh, one, one of my favorite things. And uh, you know, bringing you in on it is going to be a lot of fun. It's going to make it fly so fast. Oh, yeah. Honestly. So uh, you can expect that tomorrow, uh, 5 to 5.30. Chad Brown, by the way, tomorrow. Mm. Um, he is uh, going to be on the, uh, on the broadcast of Florida and Utah. Utah nationally ranked. Uh, that will be Thursday, 1.30, right here on ESPN Honolulu. Uh, also former NFL linebacker. So uh, Chad's going to join us tomorrow. We're going to be looking forward to that. Uh, and later this week, we got the Timmy Chang Show. Uh, now, note, there is a time change for that, um, I guess, based to some, on some scheduling conflicts. Uh, the Timmy Chang Show is now at 7 p.m. 
on Wednesday, Ruby Tuesday at the Moana Lua Shopping Center. So uh, head by. If you can be there live, watch it. Cool. If you want to watch it but not, you can't be there, you can watch it on our social media platforms. Uh, you can listen to it right here on ESPN Honolulu. And then you can uh, – the encores are uh, right here 11 a.m. Thursday on ESPN Honolulu and 7 p.m. Thursday on KHI, mm. which is uh, Channel 5. So uh, John and Coach will uh, – uh, we'll have a chat, and they'll uh, they'll talk a little bit about uh, last week and look ahead to this one. So uh, make sure you check that out, the Timmy Chang Show coming up on Wednesday. Traffic here, it's off the bench, ESPN Honolulu. All right, uh, Sports Center update is coming up in just a little while. It is off the bench. Here on ESPN Honolulu, how did Cam Stone do? Texter from the 375 asks. He had one tackle. Uh, yeah, he, he did have one tackle. Um, it was a tackle for loss. He also had a pass breakup. But it's not necessarily just about defense with right. Cam Stone. It's also uh, special teams. You mentioned it earlier. Yep. Uh, he was, uh, he was I, I, I don't know if effective is the word, but he was dependable on uh, on kick and punt returns. Yeah. Um, he's kind of our mainstay returner alongside uh, Tylen Hines. They th- put him out there as our main punt returner, and I would say solid. Mm-hmm. Getting 10, 15, maybe a little bit north of 15-yard um, punt returns. And uh, there were a few times on kickoff where he got us above the 30-yard line, which that's really all you're looking to accomplish. Anything on top of that is purely icing on the cake. So it's just game one. I I don't know if uh, it's it's good to have – heightened expectations on a guy like Cam Stone just after one game. And Texter from the 208, Stanford sold out, thought the uniforms were sick, although uh, Texter says, I prefer the Black Island helmets. By the way, first time ever Hawaii has had that uniform combination. Really? Yeah. Saw that uh, Saw that somewhere on social on, That's cool. on Saturday. Uh, you'll see the Black Island helmets at some point, I'm sure. I don't know what the combo is for uh, for this Friday, but... It'll probably be this game. You might be right. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, Sports Center is coming up in a little bit. Uh, we will get uh, traffic here as well. By the way, um, we were talking a little bit about um, Steven Size used TVs. Yeah. Texter from the 722 says, Hey, I bought my TV at the Navy Exchange in 1989. It's a Zenith. Zenith. I love it. <laughs> you know, that TV is two years younger than I am. Mm-hmm. Gosh. That. One year younger that, than me. That's a 34-year-old TV. And if it still works, more power to those Zeniths. Those are good brands way back when. I uh, want to remind you one more time about the Timmy Chang Show. Wednesday, uh, time change, 7 p.m., Ruby Tuesday at the Moana Lua Shopping Center. John Veneri host. I hope his voice gets better. A lot of talking on uh, on Saturday. Timmy Chang, I hope his voice gets better. A lot of talking a lot of yelling. on Saturday. Uh, we'll talk about Hawaii football, get you ready for Friday's game against Stanford. It is off the bench, ESPN Honolulu. Coming up, we'll talk about Hawaii's receiving core, which uh, really stood out, I know, to both of us on Saturday. 
Uh, I want to get a couple of housekeeping things in here. Um, I don't want to let these things go too far uh, while we are, you know, pretty much UH football all the time here on this show. There is a statement that came in within the last, uh, I'd say, two hours from the Maui Invitational. I know some people have asked, well, where's the Maui Invitational going to be played? And you said, don't care. Um, but we want to see kind of what happens from that. So they released a statement a little while ago, and I quote, I'm not going to quote the entire thing, but part of the quote, our focus has been and will continue to be on the people of Maui. No decision has been made yet as to the location of this year's Maui Invitational, which will be played November 20th through the 22nd. Uh, at the appropriate time, we will meet with Maui officials to discuss where we can best host the event in a safe and respectful manner for residents, players, staff, and fans. They later say um, they know how important it is to, you know, e emotionally and economically. Uh, they later say our tournament Ohana extends our deepest condolences to the entire community and will Malama Maui uh, now and always. So um, really nothing there, which I, I kind of expect. Um, and we'll we'll find out things soon. Of course, this is on the heels of the announcement that Lahaina Luna will play yeah. sports. It's first football game, September thirtieth, uh, over at I, I think they said uh, War Memorial Stadium. So um, there is that. The other thing that I, I want to make sure we didn't kind of lose sight on today, since Stanford's going to be here yeah. on Friday, there the the reporting's been continuing on Cal Stanford and SMU. Uh, there was word, I think, yesterday and even into this morning that we could have seen a vote tonight digitally from ACC presidents on adding Cal, Stanford, and SMU. That vote was postponed because of a shooting on the North Carolina campus today that killed a faculty member. The, um, the shooter, I believe, is in custody. Uh, this happened uh, this morning, Hawaii time. The president of the school, uh, just after noon our time, said, and I quote, I'm devastated the UNC community lost a faculty member in an act of violence on campus. Carolina will move into condition two. Classes will be canceled tomorrow. All non-mandatory operations are suspended. Tar Heels know that support is available, close quote. So conference realignment stuff is not important, clearly. Um that stuff can wait. Yep. But that was um, something that was kind of expected to happen um, possibly now. And uh, I would imagine that that will wait a couple of days in light of another tragic shooting um, in our nation. So, uh, yeah, a, a couple of things that have uh, kind of surfaced here over the last, uh, uh, last several hours. And I would be remiss if I didn't mention the other thing that – uh, we found out today two University of Hawaii players uh, get Big West recognition mm. after uh, this weekend's Hawaiian Airlines Rainbow Wahine Classic. Uh, Amber Igidi was named Offensive Player of the Week, uh, hit uh, 337, 39 kills, 16 total blocks, six of them solo. And then uh, Kate Lang was named Setter of the Week, mm. uh, her sixth or her fourth. Uh, Big West best, 120 assists, 25 digs, six blocks over the weekend. Hawaii went two and one. So uh, congratulations to them. Um, we should also say congratulations to Pofele Ashlog, yeah. who was uh, named freshman of the week in uh, the Mountain West Conference for uh, Hawaii. I mean, I remember 
we looked at the two deep on uh, uh, we, we we looked at the two deep. Was it Tuesday? It came out prior to the Vandy game. I think it was Tuesday. And I think many of us looked around and we asked ourselves, Pofele Ashlock, where did this come from? And if we want to give coaching grades, I guess, you look at that grade of putting Ashlock as your as your your top line receiver, they knew something many of us didn't. And it turned out to be a fantastic move. Um I think a lot of eyes opened, obviously, the Mountain West Awards uh, for Ashlock. But, you know, Stephen McBride, um, you know, had a had a great evening. There was no Jonah Pinoke. He was hurt. We didn't really know about that until game time. But we saw several Hawaii wideouts as and, – and you mentioned the tight end as well. Uh, we saw several Hawaii targets that were pretty reliable for Braden Shaker on Saturday. It was a coming out party for a slew of Hawaii receivers. Mm -hmm. I think we have to give a nod to the leader, at least from this past game, and that's Pofele Ashlock getting the nod for Mountain West Freshman of the Week. Um, He had seven receptions for 127 yards. Yards after catch was 31, which is fantastic. Also led the team in that category. Had a touchdown, um, and that that long one right up the middle of the field for fifty. Um, just amazing, and someone who I really didn't uh, have circled on my on my personal depth chart heading into game one until I saw that too deep. It it felt like there were. A, a handful of others that could have played slots. I'm, I'm thinking about Kuali Nishigayo, who did get time during this game, uh, number 23, mm-hmm. the the St. Louis slot receiver. Um, we're, again, we've talked about it at different times, Josh. The number of guys that are going to be used, and I'm looking at it right now, eight different receivers for the Hawaii offense caught passes this past game. Eight. Um Another guy that had a kind of a coming out party is the Kansas transfer, Stephen McBride. Yeah. Um, two touchdowns, 98 yards, just shy of the century mark. Um, he is unquestionably probably our, our go-to guy on the outside where Pofele is kind of on the inside um, slot track for our passing attack. Um, a couple of guys that... I think we're going to see more of, but we didn't quite see a lot of this last game. I look at guys like Alex Perry. That's number 88 for when you're watching uh, this week, everyone listening. Uh, and then uh, Nick Senecal, who's number three. I think we're also going to see those guys incorporated at different down and distance, um, different yardages throughout um, the attack this week against Stanford. But unquestionably, a great day at the office for this receiver core that is honestly going to be leaned on a lot. You are ignoring somebody. Am I? You are. Okay. Take a guess at who you think I I think you're ignoring. Uh, our tight end, Grayson Morgan? No. You're ignoring Solo Vipulu. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just teasing you. Well, specifically, Josh, you were asking about receivers. <laughs> 
So let, let, let me put my manager hat on real quick, sir. Okay? I you was, asked about the I, receivers. I was, uh, hey, he did catch a pass. Okay, but he's, he's a running not, back <laughs> slash center. I know. He does not have another slash next to his zero. He does not have another number. Yeah. That also says WR. <laughs> yeah. I was, he did catch a pass, I though. Was, I was just making fun. All right. He did catch a pass, though. Solo almost scored on that on that um on that screen pass not for that little uh whoopsie at the phenomenal line. call though it was at uh it was the right call at the right time where our o line was able to get out in front of him lay a couple of key blocks down solo put his foot in the ground and juked one of those vanderbilt linebackers um logan big, taylor knows big boy can move yeah and we're we're gonna have to uh, make sure he puts two hands on the football if he decides to lower his shoulders, kind of like old school Mike Allstott, number forty for uh, the, the Buccaneers. He kind of looked like him with that neck guard. Um, That's right, the, underneath that, that his big, jersey. Uh, yeah, that that high pad. Yeah, that that shock uh, that shock pad. Right Which I don't think anybody neck. uses anymore. No, but there's something a little bit more savage when you rock a. A block number like zero with a shock neck pad. You you don't want to hit that guy. No, no. I I wonder um, how much of what we saw there can we now just expect as like routine? Because you know my worry going in was why are we showing this in a non-conference game? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean we that wasn't the only play Solo was a part of. We you mentioned it. We saw him in a little bit of pass blocking. Um, you know, we we saw the the solo package a little bit, but we also saw the um, the wildcat package with yep. with Dalen Morris. Uh, we can talk about that a little bit later. But how much of what we saw can we just say this is part of the regular game plan? Well, I, I think until Najee Bryant Lalay is healthy again. Um, I think we can expect to see Solo on the field a lot, especially in pass protection opportunities. Um, I like the fact that we actually threw him the ball once because mm-hmm. Coach um, Arnold Martinez, who was standing by by me watching that game, he picked up on the fact that Solo's only in the game whenever he's asked to block because asking – a smaller, undersized Tylen Hines to pick up a linebacker in pass protection is a tough thing to accomplish. You put it basically a mobile offensive lineman back there, and Shager has an additional blindside blocker in the backfield for him. So there's certainly advantages to that. But defenses, if they see that time and time again, aren't afraid of him running the ball because we haven't shown that he can do that. Mm-hmm. So they can almost take a play off and act accordingly. So my, my thought is either continue to do that or uh, maybe incorporate um, maybe incorporate Landon Sims, who's also got some size, uh, big number 30 Landon Sims, who led our team in rushing, by the way, with um, uh, with with 40 on the ground. I'd like to see him incorporated in that pass protection as well, just to throw a different look and give us an opportunity maybe in some of those. There were different times that Shager tried to pull on a pull read and kind of that run-pass option. We did see that at different 
different points throughout the game that I think we will see a little bit more of as well. But again, it was a dynamically called game. Um, I would say dynamically um, timed as well when they when they ordered some of those those play calls and. I said it last hour. It felt like Vandy struggled the entire game to gain momentum on defense. They were on their heels for a lot of the time, which we ate up the whole game. Plenty more on Hawaii football coming up as we uh, go throughout the afternoon. Let's give away uh, Rainbow Wahine volleyball tickets, Hawaii and USC. Uh, that's coming up Thursday, Simplify Arena at Stan Sheriff Center. Thursday, Saturday, by the way. So we got Thursday tickets. Uh, 705 first serve in the arena. Uh, dial in now, 808-296-1420. We're going to give away those uh, two tickets to check out. Thursday night's matchup, the women of Troy taking on the University of Hawaii. So while we line that up, we'll get traffic here. This is Off the Bench on ESPN Honolulu. Uh, Sports Center. Traffic coming up here in just a little bit. We are giving away two tickets. Hawaii Volleyball, Rainbow Wahine against USC. Uh, Thursday night, 7.05 first serve, Simplify Arena at Stan Sheriff Center. You want to win those tickets? Dial in right now at 808-296-1420. I got to fix a boo-boo, by the way, that I had earlier. Um, The call the... uh, There's my second boo-boo. The Timmy Chang Show. Sorry, we've we've been ingrained in calling it one thing for so many years. Yes. That I, I get my pass on that, okay? Okay. Um, and we see you guys. We'll get you uh, get you in line for tickets. The Timmy Chang show. So uh, we mentioned. I mentioned correctly. Seven p.m. Wednesday. So it was a time change. Um, the re-airs right here on the radio. Eleven a.m. Thursday. The TV replay. I said was at seven. It's actually at six. Um, so I apologize uh, if you tune in it. If you were tuning in at seven o'clock, you would have watched the KHON two news at seven and the KHON two news at seven thirty. So um, you can watch the Timmy Chang show and then watch the news. KHON two news at seven and seven thirty. There we go. More local news than anyone else, I believe, is uh, what KHON two says they have. All right, uh, Mark. Thank you for calling in. How are you, Mark? Uh, fine. How are you guys doing today? Doing good, Mark. Thank you for listening in. All right. Uh, volleyball tickets will be yours if you can answer this one question. No names. Oh, here we go. Name me one of the two teams that Hawaii beat over the weekend at the uh, Hawaiian Airlines Rainbow question. Wahine Classic. Thank you. Loyola Marymount. They weren't here. I know. I had, I had no clue. <laughs> oh, man. Mark, thank you for dialing in. Mark took a shot in the dark, and, well, it was dark. That's a very small school to to pick, but... Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, the hint, uh, this this event usually brings some, some bigger-name teams. That's what I mean. Leola Marymount. Um, dial in. Uh, Mark didn't get it, so it could be you at uh, 808-296-1420. 
That's a bummer. I thought I thought we'd give it away right there. I mean, especially hey, I mean, there was a top. Josh is a stickler, man. Like we uh, we're, we're waiting on other callers, but if you don't get it right, you're not getting the tickets. Well, I mean, I can't give you the tickets if you get it wrong. That's true. Let's let's see if this person knows. Um, let let's let's find out. I mean, look, there was a top fifteen win yep. uh, against a uh, and frankly a team that probably didn't deserve to be ranked in the top fifteen. Um, you know, they were kind of rebuilding. I think you know how rankings are, right? Yes. Um, a lot of his based on last year when you, you kind of see how many people actually did their homework on on the team this year um so there's 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 a little bit of that but i think also um it's, it's still a quality program so maybe a rebuilding team but still a win and a, and a good win all right um i'm gonna let her line up the second person because i need a backup in case the first person doesn't get it um <laughs> I, I, I want to cover my bases here. There you go. I'm 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 sweating a little bit <laughs> that uh, you know after the first person didn't get it, I'm sweating that it doesn't happen here. Uh, Matthew, I I have all my confidence in you. Can you name <laughs> me one of the two teams that Hawaii beat over the weekend in volleyball? San Diego. And that was the the ranked team that they beat. Matthew, I appreciate that uh, your confidence, there we go. the confidence I had in you was not uh, misaligned. So uh, congratulations. You've got tickets Thursday night, USC, Hawaii, Simplify Arena, Stan Sheriff Center. Nice work. Thank you. All right. We'll get your information here off air. Um, more volleyball tickets actually tomorrow. Be listening to uh, the Bobby Curran Show, the Sports Animals in the Morning for your next chance to win uh, University of Hawaii tickets. So we are we are blowing them out this week. We got football on Friday. We got volleyball Thursday, volleyball Saturday. You want to go to a Hawaii sporting event, uh, we got you. Got you covered. We got you covered. We got you, baby. Um, just be noted uh, or just be aware, Friday could be Carmageddon. That's, I mean, I, I, I say that it sounds like a joke, but I was, I was watching uh, – uh, wake up today on KHON2, and they were literally saying, um, the UH officials are preparing for Carmageddon. And it, for someone who lives in Manoa, me, mm-hmm. it's not so much just UH. It's a midday game. Five o'clock. Okay. On a weekday. While other schools in the area are also in session. That's right. Okay? Right around the corner from UH, you got St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Right down the street from UH, you got Punahou. Yep. Right across the street from there, you got Marinol. Yep. Up in the valley, you've got Midpack. Mm-hmm. All within a quarter mile of each other. Isn't University Lab right there, too? University yep. Lab is right there, too. Manoa Elementary, back in the valley. Right. That is a lot of schools. It's a lot of kids, a lot of parents that pick their kids up from school. Carmageddon might be coming. Yeah. Um, but come to the game, please. So are you walking then since you I, live in the area? I usually walk. Oh, okay. If I can. So uh, we know what you'll be doing. That's one less car. It's true. Um, this is, uh, this Thankful is... Thankful I have my parking pass, though, staring me in the face right now. Do I need to take that back? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I like the option. Because um, if it's raining... I'm driving. That's that's true. Uh, oh, should I check the weather forecast to see if it's uh, 
Uh, it's going to be That's raining. Call. Let's uh, let let's let's find out what the weather forecast might be as someone tries to call me while I try to check the weather forecast. And I'm waiting on the Wi-Fi. Uh, Friday, gusty. All right. Scott texted, "Wow, Josh, pick Hunter up." <laughs> I mean, I'm coming from work. I mean, if, if you want. And to, well, to, to Josh's defense, multiple games last year, I voluntarily walked down. Okay. I live near campus. It's a lovely walk. Um, I really enjoy that. So it's not, it's not, a, it's not a burden. Okay. And, and you know, I'll, I'll also be honest, too. Like, sometimes, like, I'm coming right from work and rushing in. It's a work day, too, which is also kind of weird. That's so right. here's what they're saying. Um, they're limiting campus activities, including rescheduling or moving in-person classes because they are shutting down campus. Um, they are utilizing the latest parking technology to expedite entry to the campus. Um, they'll adjust traffic lights. Uh, the public is asked to avoid the campus and surrounding area unless you have a ticket for the game. Pre-purchase a parking pass if you are attending the game. Um, no other games will be scheduled on Friday until the new stadium that will replace Aloha Stadium is open. The game was scheduled before Aloha Stadium closed unexpectedly in December of 2020. That's why uh, this game is here. I know there are some activities that they're going to have at uh, Lesley It's going to be awesome. Stadium. I don't like these little caveats of it was scheduled before all this stuff. It's going to be awesome. Uh, they say tra- uh, parking for fans will open at 12.30 p.m. Uh, so if you want to get there really early. All right, Sports Center, another look at traffic is coming up next. I'd like to dedicate this song. My best friend, y'all. You know, my best friend is that look you just gave. <laughs> what was what was that? <laughs> just his eyes popped out of his head for a moment. Was it was, was it that pumpkin spice latte video you was, were just watching? It was a freeze grab of, of something I showed you. Yeah. <laughs> uh okay. <laughs> yeah, Hunter. Um, during commercial breaks, our prep for um, for the next segment usually is interrupted because you know we prep pretty well. Yeah. Um, yeah. This, this show on Mondays after a UH football game. This is the first time we've done a show Monday after a football game. It's true. It is not hard to prep for a show like no. this when you're watching a University of Hawaii football Plenty game. Plenty to talk about, and uh, you are you, you know what the audience wants. You give the audience what they want. And so during the commercial breaks, it gives the liberty of uh, what was that a, a, a TikTok video? What was it that? Was. It was a TikTok video of the uh, insatiable appetite for anything pumpkin spice at any any coffee place on this earth because it's here early. It is here. Would it would it be odd to say, Hunter? I have never had a pumpkin spice drink. Hmm. Would you be surprised? Actually, yeah, because it's kind of up your alley. I'm a caramel apple spice person, which okay. is basically like Liz is laughing like, yeah. oh, you nerd. Um, it's just basically like you can't tell apple cider me or up. the listeners at home or in their car that pumpkin spice is anything different than caramel apple spice. Oh, I don't know because I've never had it. It sounds awfully similar is what I'm saying. I have had pumpkin spice Oreos. Seasonal flavor, it's out. Yuck. 
It's not that bad. It's not that bad. No, not not that bad at all. Okay. Um, I did resist the urge. Uh, we were running errands before um, going to to volleyball, and uh, we stopped at Dunkin' because they had uh, they have their pumpkin spice stuff, and uh, um, they also had pumpkin spice donuts. Okay. So, they, so the, the t- I can get behind that. The small ones were the Munchkins. They yep. they call them. I didn't have those. My 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 wife wanted them, so she's like, let's let's just order like you know Munchkins to you know to to eat. We're hungry before going to the game. Yeah. So she she said to the person, can we get um five of the pumpkin ones and five of whatever? <laughs> like literally just told just told the guy whatever you want for the other five, just drop them in there. As long I had, as the I, pumpkins. I I, I I I I I didn't have the uh the, the I had the other five. Um I didn't I didn't care for, for pumpkin spice stuff. So no, <laughs> I have not had the uh, any pumpkin spice at any coffee place, but it's here early because uh Starbucks is celebrating, was it the thirtieth anniversary of pumpkin spice? Wow. Something like that. They've had okay. it out. Yeah, so they because they are celebrating um, By the way, I showed Josh a cartoon where every time this character drank a pumpkin spice latte, they turned into a pumpkin. Yeah, it was. Um, it was awesome. It was scary good, scary, <laughs> scary, uh, scary good. But um, yeah, no, I'm sorry. 20th anniversary, mm. and they celebrated it four days ago. So that's why it's here really, really early. All right. This is along the lines. You know what is not too early? What? Walked by campus last night, and it's making me think of this. Okay. There's a Catholic church at the north side of campus on the north corner called Newman Center. Was walking by. They were singing karaoke, okay, outside of the Newman Center, and someone was singing Last Christmas. (laughs) And it's August. (laughs) That is too early. The Wham Classic. Yes. And oh, I'm not going to lie, they, they were kind of killing it. But th- August is too early for last Christmas. Okay, so when when is not too early? At least, like, I- I'm a big believer not until Halloween. Like, after Halloween, do what you need to. Well, if I'm not mistaken, right now they're selling bags of candy for Halloween. Oh, I'm sure the prep has already begun. And I think I noticed last year um, we started seeing um, – Christmas decorations in September. Mm. Uh, Scott Robs and I are big um, eggnog people. Okay, love it. Could drink it year round. Get every version you can find, except like the the almond milk ones or stuff like that. Forget that. That doesn't count as eggnog. Yeah, uh, earliest I ever saw it was uh, late October. Whoa! Okay. Oh, it's great. It was wonderful. So randomly went to a st- uh, to the Safeway near my place, saw eggnog on the shelf. Of course I got it. Um, but yeah, everything is earlier and earlier. So pumpkin spice. We're still in summer. Mm. Pumpkin spice. It's like this this craze that's out there. Yeah, you know, I used to work at Starbucks, Josh. Mm-hmm. I've worked there for two years. Oh, I didn't know this. Yeah. Uh, among the many... Former jobs that I've had. As you wear a shirt about <laughs> junk removal and hauling. Yep. Aloha junk, man. There you go. Worked for those guys, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're, they're actually, uh, the owner's a good friend of mine, and during COVID, just ran some jobs for him. Nice. But uh, I had to try everything whenever I was at Starbucks, and the kind of sweet, kind of spicy zest 
of the pumpkin spice latte does have a natural kind of making you feel warm and cozy. <laughs> yeah. So it's tough. I, I don't feel the need to need to feel warm and cozy whenever it's hot out. Yeah. So yeah, it it to me it doesn't make sense right now. Okay, let me since you worked at a Starbucks. Uh-huh. Toughest drink to make. Um probably if not a frappuccino, then the uh like a caramel macchiato because it it takes the longest. Was there a drink you could never get right? Um Cappuccinos are kind of interesting because cappuccinos bring with it customers that like it a certain way. People will say a lot of foam, little foam, dry, wet. There's all these kind of like weird jargon that comes with that drink specifically. So there's a certain level of – I don't want to say douchiness with that drink, but uh, certainly snobbery. Snobbery. That comes with cappuccino. Hey, Liz, um, hit play on the screen for me. Um, Did it sound, did the karaoke sound as good as this? I'm, I'm serious. It wasn't horrible. It wasn't horrible. It wasn't horrible. Like, it didn't make me stop and, like, wince or anything like that. It just, it sounded on par. Texter from the 218 asks a very important question. This is on the level of Die Hard. Okay. Is Last Christmas really a Christmas song? What if you replace the word Christmas with Easter? I mean, last Easter, well, then I it- gave you my heart, and the very next day, you gave it away. Yeah, I, I think... Let, ponder that one. Just ponder that for a minute. Replace Christmas with Easter. It's not the same. Sure. I think you could make that case for just about any Christmas song that doesn't refer to snow and sleigh bells and that kind of stuff. So if you took... If you swapped... Hey, and I'm I'm from an area of the country where there is snow around Easter time at times. So yeah. You swap Christmas with Easter in some Christmas songs, and sure, it's not a Christmas song anymore. Okay, so let's <laughs> let's 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 take the song. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Yeah, it's a little jazzy. It's a little loungy, it's right? Beginning to look a lot like Easter. Easter. I mean, <laughs> everywhere you go, uh, take a look at the <laughs> fine little eggs glistening once again. With filled with candy and money for little kids. And this is where it went off the rails. There you go. And trying to figure out words after I've never Easter. thought about Christmas songs turned to Easter. Yeah. Um. <laughs> wow. All right. You know, we try to find the things that most people wouldn't think about. Um, granted, this was not our original idea. This was someone bringing the idea. But that's why I said this is along the lines of Die Hard. When people ask, is Die Hard a Christmas movie or not? Mm. Um, I don't have an answer to it because I haven't seen Die Hard, believe it or not. I, 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 again, I'm not a big movie I watcher. I know. So you have to like give me a pass on about 80% of these that come up. I do. 
Uh, I try. <laughs> thanks. Yep. I, I appreciate your grace. <laughs> Uh, one more from the 281. This is our Zephyr Insurance text line, which has become our Zephyr Insurance fun bag. Um, <laughs> For real. Yeah. Uh, texter says, drinking eggnog, metal gold, makes eggnog worth it. But uh, uh, stay near the other room, mm. says the texter. I won't, I won't repeat the other part of it. And uh, texter from the 393, going off the rails is when this show is at its best. <laughs> I agree. You no, know, it, it. I don't know if it's when we're at our best. I love the fact that we've been talking about University of Hawaii football for ninety-five percent of the show, um, also, and, we, last, and we haven't really gotten to anything national today, which is good because yeah. we we know where we need to be. Yeah. But you're saying, well, just the the top of the hour, last hour, we talked about how. Steven Sai used to slang TVs. That's right. He was in college. That's right. <laughs> um, and and we kept it local. Yeah, that's right. Keeping it keeping it at home. This all came from Kataoke of last Christmas in August. Yeah. So you know we we found the tie. Um, sometimes going off the rails does truly go off the rails uh, in in the the least interesting way possible. But we've had reasons for this show to uh, to, to to hit the skids. So to speak. And that train was uh, filled with pumpkin spice. It ran off of pumpkin spice. You know, like um, going off the rails, for example, the Vanderbilt scoreboard. Oh, yeah. Which was being hung by two cranes thanks to the uh, lightning and all that stuff. Some of the panels stopped working um, You know, during that lightning delay because, you know, there's no housing for it. It's literally a scoreboard held up by two cranes. I mean... Uh, you do what you got to do, but you don't also really prepare for the heat dome and the lightning and thunder that can be caused by the heat dome that can affect some of your stuff. If the scoreboard truly was just hanging, how bad was the wind? Because wouldn't it start swinging? I don't know that wind was the problem, though. A lot of it was like heat convection, and then you had... Then you had rain, but I don't know that it was necessarily a wind event. I know. I'm just saying if it was, you know, wind gusts that like w- what we can get out here, uh-huh. that thing would definitely start swaying. I believe. I believe you are right. Um, that would be really interesting to watch. And also really concerning to watch all at the same time. Totally. Um, you know, I don't know the whole situation, and I'm not going to pretend to to be an expert on how uh, Vanderbilt got here. Look, everybody's got to make upgrades to their place at some point. Sometimes it's well-timed. Sometimes it's not. I don't know what kind of delays that there were, you know, whatever. Um, You know, I I think the fact that you could play, um, you know, it it was fine. You know, I I wonder what it's going to be like when you have an SEC game there because you can get away with playing Hawaii and not have it filled. And part of why it wasn't filled, I'm sure, was the weather. You know, you're, you're all of a sudden going to play a game at, what, 8, 10 at night. Yep. Um, they will be hosting Georgia later in the year. Yeah. Uh, if there is not 28,000 at First Bank Stadium, then that's a problem. Unless you've got severe weather Against concerns. Against the number that, one team in the land. Right. Um, yeah, I, I can't imagine... You would love to have those extra twelve thousand end zone seats to get you over forty because you would need that uh, against Georgia for sure. Um, but yeah, you never, you you never really prepare, which is weird too, 
Um, you're in hurricane season, mm. and it's not like we necessarily talk about Tennessee and hurricanes, but you're you're near that area. Florida gets affected. Yet the other side of the Gulf with Texas, you've got states in there that can be in the line for gusty winds and rain and all of that stuff. And you yep. would you would think that you know it it might be a little tough to think about um, a hanging scoreboard by cranes. Like you couldn't put in, for example, like. That's a South thing to do, man. I, I you're right. That is That's... a South thing <laughs> to do, right there, man. Now that I think about it, that's a hillbilly thing to do. I'll hang them off the cranes. Yeah, I mean, you couldn't find a temporary like yeah. housing, or I don't know. Even better, maybe you put it on. Well, we got top a couple of... of cranes. We got some rope. Let's yeah. tie that thing on. There, we're all set. Roll tide. Um, yeah, you, you, no, Vandy. You, you couldn't think of like at, at least some poles, something. Nah, I, I, I mean, we got some here rope. <laughs> That'll be just fine all the day. As as Scott texted, <laughs> at least they were building a stadium. All right, I, I, you know, anybody can can Again, get that shot. I said this. On our countdown to kickoff, anytime that we can have something held over on an SEC program, we got our stadium finished yeah. before season. I, I guess where Scott's coming from is not the Clarence T. Seaching Athletics Complex. He's talking about Aloha Stadium, yeah. um, which is where Friday's game was supposed to be because that's what it was scheduled back in uh, 2020 um, or whenever, whenever it was scheduled before, you know, 2020 happened and the stadium was good. It actually shocked me that they that their construction zone was not finished. Yeah, by by their game. That that really surprised me. Normally mainland timelines of construction projects are much 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 quicker than Hawaii. That that shocked me that it was still in kind of its infancy. Yeah. I'd I'd love to know more of the uh, uh, backstory if there yeah. were delays and stuff like that, but um, you know it, it take it does take away from a from a home field advantage, if you will. Um, you know it, it's less people and it's it's not as loud because the the rain soaked everybody away. So yeah, I mean um, everybody's got their stuff they deal with, and Vanderbilt was uh, was was one of them. By the way, they're still building. Thomas uh, Thomas texts in, and I got to read other uh, Thomas's other text. You have to understand, Thomas says. Okay. Hanging the scoreboard by two cranes is par for the course. This is the section of America where people place their working television on top of their non-working television. Exactly. <laughs> That's a great text. As as Larry the Cable Guy once said, "Gator done." Yeah. That's the perfect example of it. Uh, we'll check on traffic here. It is off the bench, ESPN Honolulu. Uh, Sports Center. Another look at traffic is coming up in just a little bit. Um, Thomas, I, I mentioned one of Thomas's texts. I wanted to get the other one in here. Uh, I have to give you guys props. You were able to talk for about two hours straight without commercial interruption. Uh, on Saturday because of the uh, weather delay. 
said, um, uh, came into the big city diner to say hi and buy you guys a beer, soda, energy drink. Uh, yeah, at that point it was energy drink, uh, but I had other prior engagements that said, I was very encouraged by what I saw in the Hawaii team's effort this weekend. Listen to this line. They will make a bowl game this year. I promise. Whoa. Did he have a beer or a soda or an energy drink? I'm curious about what he drank. <laughs> I but- mean, if we play like that against conference opponents, we we have a chance. And when you, I think we broke it down. If we are able to get two wins in non-conference, mainly looking at Albany and mainly looking at um, New Mexico State, mm-hmm. and then kind of roll the dice in this Stanford matchup this weekend, we would only need to go 500 in conference. Yeah. So that's that's doable if we're able to move the ball right there. If moving the ball is consistent, there's a chance. Well, and I think this is the other part when we come back. We saw San Diego State. We saw San Jose State. Mm-hmm. Um, and granted, it's not everybody, but maybe it gives us a little bit of insight into um, what we could be looking a little bit later on uh, down in conference play. That coming up, traffic right here, Sports Center on the way. It's off the bench. Coming up, we got to see a few other teams in the Mountain West. What is uh, what we saw with Hawaii kind of translate? Let's uh, hear in just a little bit uh, from our uh, from our ex. That sounded weird. At Josh on the radio uh, is how you can get in touch with me at all under all around ath underscore tv for you. Um, not from our ex, literally. We're done with that. Totally done with that. Uh, Devin asks, should we be more upset that UH wasn't as creative as Vandy with scoreboards and bringing in a year sooner? (laughs) So you're saying, should we have put a scoreboard on top of a scoreboard and called that creative? Now, if they found a way to put the crane on top of the left (laughs) and then dangle it back there, I don't know if you get much more creative than that. Be thankful that we aren't. As uh, as far on the hillbilly spectrum as Vandy. Let's remember, for those that, that don't recall, um, it was a, a money issue yep. that kept Hawaii from having that scoreboard moved over a year prior. And it was – they were locked up in uh, – there were shipping restraints. It was back during the shipping crisis, oh. and there were – specific things that were being held up somewhere in the process You're right. where, where yeah. we needed we needed elements of the housing that would yes. that would hold it um that 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 uh eventually kind of prolonged the whole process because even if you wanted to you couldn't fit a crane in that walkway between the Clarence T.C. Ching Athletics Complex and the Les Murakami Stadium you know what our version would be it would like we would get like Six or seven, like, hamas just put the scoreboard on their shoulders, and they physically just hold it for oh. the I, I, I know some former teammates that would be totally fine doing that. One more for those that uh, weren't listening to the show earlier. Texter from the 636. Didn't Hunter predict the score correctly? 
Uh, close. You're one point off on each side. I said 34-27. And it was 35-28. Pretty good. Um, you just need to spend, uh, spend uh, you know, five more minutes kneeling. I do. And, uh, and you'll be fine. There we go. We'll try it again this week, later on in the week, maybe. Uh, oh, I can't wait. We got to do it Wednesday. Yeah. Because uh, we're off Thursday. Florida, Utah is uh, is our game on Thursday. So Wednesday, uh, we I expect that uh, you will you will have a chat. You'll come up with a score, and uh, we will we will talk about it. Yeah. And then on Monday, is a holiday. So the following Tuesday, we'll come back and we'll play that and see how close you are. Sound good? Perfect. Um, so we saw Hawaii Saturday, but we also saw San Diego State, and we saw San Jose State. San Jose State was not, I mean, look, they were playing number six USC. Um, they scored a decent amount of points. They also gave up a lot of them. San Diego State was really a pick against Ohio, and frankly, it kind of looked like that kind of game. I actually thought San Diego State, based on one game, kind of underwhelmed me, um, given some of the expectations of them. While I also thought that San Jose State, who I thought was underrated in the preseason um, polls to begin with, I thought impressed me, even though they gave up 50-plus to USC, but they put up, what, four TDs on USC. They were down only seven at half uh, to the number six team in the nation. I, If I looked at the three Mountain West teams that played – Stock up San Jose State, stock up Hawaii, stock down San Diego State. Mm. I don't know what what you took away. Yeah, no, that's good. And with that, if we're just looking at those three teams, Josh, if we're going to look at the Mountain West as a whole, does your preseason rankings of the Mountain West shift at all? Like if we're going to move teams up or uh-huh. move teams down? Where, where does that move your your list? Because you, you voted for Mountain West Media Day. I did. Um, I don't remember uh, I, I don't remember well, what Hawaii, my vote was. Hawaii, let's but Hawaii was toward the bottom. 10 or 11. Yeah. Um, I would say, again, not really having... Um, we've only seen three teams, so I, I think let's, let's make that clear. Well, I know, thought you had San Diego in the top five. I am pretty sure I did. Yep. Um, I would say, boy, I'm getting the list in front of me to make sure that I I, I have this correct because mm-hmm. I don't want to, um, you know, I don't I don't want to start kind of going away from from what I know. Sure. Um, man, here here it was. San Diego State was four. Okay. San Jose State was five. Okay. Hawaii was ten. In the football preseason poll, so four and five, I guess you're kind of splitting hairs, and you could you could flip those easily. I would go one farther. Uh, Fresno State was three. Now we haven't seen Fresno yet, but I would say I'd put San Jose State all the way up to three, yep. put them behind Boise and Air Force. Um, then I'd go Fresno four, San Diego State five. I, I also think Wyoming's kind of a sleeper. Wyoming's at six. Uh, I would even I would move Wyoming up a little bit too. I I think. You know what? I'm going to go by the preseason poll, change my top six, Boise State, Air Force, San Jose State, Fresno State, Wyoming, San Diego State. Mm. And then uh, Hawaii, man, I... Hawaii's in the top 10. Well, right now they're at 10 based on the preseason poll. 
I, I don't know about UNLV. We saw their depth yeah. chart. Brumfield starting. Um, We're going to Jaden Mayava is there. State, you know, I, I if you play like that, it's a possibility. Yep. Uh, you know, I... It's going to be tough to beat San Jose. I don't know that UNLV is ninth best in the in the conference. I think they're better than that. I, I think they've been building. They've got a... I agree. That's going to be a tough win in Vegas. Right. Um, man, that's hard. We'll, but, get a, we'll get a better sense as the season goes. Right. Uh, the majority of the Mountain West we haven't seen yet. Yeah. We've only seen three of the 12. But I think it's safe to say when... Well, let, let's just look ahead to both of those matchups because mm. we're going to have both of those teams at home this That's year. Right. That's San right. San Diego State will be the first one. I like that matchup for us. They're not a very high-powered offense. San Diego State or San Jose State? San Diego okay, State. Okay, gotcha. San Diego State. I think if Hawaii can, again, just take care of what we can take care of, one score a quarter, maybe win the turnover margin. I think we could handle those guys. Okay. I, I really am not scared of San Diego State nearly to the level of how I feel about San Jose. Yeah. That is going to be a dogfight. Yeah. That that will be our version of a Fresno game this season. Three touchdowns passing for Cordero uh, against USC. But when you consider emotion heightened level of intensity um something extra riding on a game we we don't have much of that this year outside of that San Jose matchup yep i feel like that is our our circled game yeah uh, uh, ran is calling in here at 808-296-1420 what's going on great show guys thank you um, thank you you know, I just wanted to say it because I missed the fourth quarter. And um, What were you doing that made you miss the fourth quarter? I had to go to my cousin's birthday party. Okay, you're excused. There we go. Thank you. Thank you, guys. But I did have 1420 on the radio. How's that? Hey. Why not, why, not 90, why not 92.7? Uh, because I only have a AM, uh, one of those old radios with the double batteries, double A's, transistor radios. Love it. So basically, my antenna wasn't too big, I guess. So I could only catch AM. Okay, that's fine by me. Anyway, just wanted to say, guys, um, looking at the score, I was presently surprised. And I, I have to thank you guys for, I was saying, who do we go if Shager didn't do the job? But uh, I don't know, Hunter, what do you think? He did a pretty good job, I thought. I thought he played fantastic, honestly. I Now, he... Probably wanted the throwback from the interception in the end zone. But outside of that, we, we needed to take a shot at the end of that game. We ne we didn't have any timeouts. We had to move the ball quickly and try to get in a position to score and get back in that ball game uh, late. So I don't really fault him for that second interception. We, we needed to try to make a play there. Um, but all of that stuff can be corrected. The, the foundation of what we saw from him was we're going to see much more from Shager this season and his ability to get the ball down the field. So um, I love where he's at. But to answer your question, Ran, um, our second guy is uh, Jake Farrell right now, number five. And we're not even thinking about that. No. 
It's yeah, no, no. But I'm really happy because our defense was pretty tough. Um, that's how Hawaii played defense before, yeah, before we had the really the run and shoots because Hawaii was really known for the Bob Wagner defense. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that's what made Hawaii proud because, you know, we could get the sacks. We could make the fourth down and one stops, you know. And sometimes like that, guys, that could really turn the morale of the team. And um, especially with our team being so fragile, I think I, if we have a good chance against Stanford, I just hope we have a decent crowd. And a lot of people just say believe in the brotherhood because I, when I first talked to Josh, I said we, we should have hired J.J., but I was wrong, Josh. I I, right. I, I appreciate right. it, and thank you for calling. Thank I, you, Ren. I appreciate that uh, you are able to, you know, acknowledge. Yeah. He was the one that called and asked about who's our number two quarterback. Remember that? Mm. He's the guy that we chastised for starting off the Hawaii football season by having the first. <laughs> Where's week. our backup quarterback? Last who's our backup quarterback? Mm-hmm. He He was the one that kicked off the year. And he has uh, totally redeemed himself. There you go. Uh, Final words coming up in a moment. Traffic right here. It's off the bench on ESPN Honolulu. All right. Coming up tomorrow. Not that we're done here, uh, but coming up tomorrow, uh, Chad Brown, former NFL linebacker. He will be at Florida, Utah. Uh, coming up on Thursday. We'll have that here on ESPN Honolulu. We'll chat with him at 4.30. Arnold Martinez joins us for our Tuesday turnaround. Turnaround Tuesday. I keep messing it up. I don't know which one it is anymore. Double T. Yeah. Turnaround Tuesday. Uh, 5 to 5.30 uh, tomorrow for that. So uh, we're going to get back to uh, kind of our traditions. Oh, oh by the way, um, I don't – I think this is going to start – the Monday after Labor Day, I think it is. Gino Toretta, former Heisman Trophy winner. No way. He'll from join Miami. Us, he'll join us weekly. I wondered if that was the same Gino Toretta. I don't know of any other Gino Toretta. Yeah, that's cool. Is there like a Gino Toretta, the sub sandwich no, guy? No, just when you brought it up last <laughs> week, I, I was, you know, I thought of the guy that played for Miami and won the Heisman. Yep. That's cool. I've I've been able to chat with him weekly over the last couple of years. Uh, he's always gracious with us. So uh, I'm looking forward to having that. The only thing you'll have to remember this when we talk to him in November is he can't spoil his Heisman vote. Because you're ah, not allowed. Gotcha. Okay. If you're a Heisman voter, you can't leak out publicly who you voted for. That's like the, the Heisman code. So when we get to that point, I like just that. remember. I don't mind that. Yeah. Keep it close to the chest. Yeah. I mean, you can, I mean, we know that there are a lot of people that, you know, they're, they, they put it out there and it's anonymous because you'll notice they have like the Heisman, like the anonymous poll and it's not everybody, but they say like out of X amount of people, this is what we know, like percentage of who voted for who. Uh, it's a little bit different than there's there's a website that's dedicated to it for Major League Baseball and the and the Baseball Hall of Fame. There are many voters, not all of them, who make their votes public, like name, organization, who they voted for. Uh, if they put out their ballot from a year ago, 
change in votes from maybe who got a vote last year, who didn't get a vote this year. Like they put it out, and usually when you see that, and then you see the actual results, it's actually pretty close. Mm. So you see those the 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 the, the pre Heisman anonymous balloting. It usually comes out to what the actual Heisman vote is. Hmm. So uh, just just keep that in your back pocket. Um, all in all, I mean, I I know we kind of mentioned this at the start, but all in all. I, I was I, I was happy and you know not just to to see Hawaii hang in that game with Vanderbilt it was good to get home and listen to the fans voice and not have it be a train wreck of degenerates um, it was actually people who felt good normally you listen to the fans voice and you have an encouraging result and there is always one there is that one guy who calls in and sours the entire show. Just a crap on someone. Unless I missed it. I didn't hear that one guy yeah. uh, on Saturday. Gary Dickman actually had an easy show last Saturday. Good for him. Um, so I, I, I'm, I'm ecstatic that people are seeing direction of program and you know the last caller had said remember the last caller was like yeah i was the guy that said that they should have hired june jones but you know what uh i eat my words i was wrong i wonder how many other people are like that that's a good call josh how can you not feel optimistic about upward trajectory after that we Mm -hmm. Fly four time zones away, play an SEC opponent at their house, and play them to one score. Yeah. In a brand new offense for us. That is terrific. I I feel really good about the rest of this year. I, I said it at diff- different points throughout the day. I'm sure we'll talk about it this week. They caught me by surprise. With a lot of what we saw on Saturday we didn't know what to expect. It was tough to evaluate even just going to camp mm. because you're playing against your own guys, playing many different guys at different positions. It was tough to adequately evaluate what we could see um, come game day. And it was like, wow, we we have some building points. Uh, former UH quarterback Taylor Graham was actually on my phone saying – we look like we've got a football team. <laughs> nice. So I, and he has little tie to us or anything like that. Just, it was encouraging to hear from different folks, um, like the people that have called into the show and on the fans voice to focus on the positives. Cause there was plenty and not nitpicking on the, the kickoff return or the, the interception in the end zone. That stuff can be fixed. Yeah. Um, I mean, if I'm going to nitpick on anything that can or can't be fixed or can't be fixed, it's probably the late hit in in the last couple okay. minutes of the game. I don't know if that cost us the game, though. No, I don't. I wouldn't. I, and I wouldn't say that either. Yeah. Um, but I think if we're talking about things that can or can't be fixed, I would say that's one that you know that's 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 over aggression. I don't know. I don't know how you fix over aggression. Uh, well, I I think that's actually mental discipline. There you go. Okay. That that, that can absolutely be fixed. Okay. And for a kid like uh, Peter Monuma, who will be leaned on to be one of our leaders on the defense, 
th- that that won't happen again. Uh, final words in a moment. First, athletes. It's presented by Central Pacific Bank, Hawaii's best bank. A couple of Punahou alums uh, eating food and talking to another Punahou alum and uh, Cole Malsoff. What's up with this Punahou stuff? I know they're multiplying. Seriously. Yeah. Somewhere Tanner is jumping up and down. I know. Uh, someone control him. Uh, it's presented by uh, Central Pacific Bank, Hawaii's best bank. Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention we were talking about Friday. Uh, we were mentioning all the schools around the University of Hawaii that have, you know, you got traffic going on Friday. They shut down campus. They're worried about Carmageddon uh, going on on Friday. Uh, we were told here Mid-Pacific gets out at noon on Friday. So <laughs> Everyone's we're, winning. We're not just shutting I down UH. It. We're shutting down education. Shutting down town. Um, what was the other one here? Um, Shut her down. I think they said uh, University Lab is not having school there's, on Friday. There's priorities to this, and football takes priority. There you go. I love it. Final words, Hunter. Go for it. Uh, real quick. I think we'll probably get into this later in the week. But a quote from Jim Harbaugh from Michigan's football team. He said, the current status quo is unacceptable and won't survive. In my opinion, when we capitalize on the talent, we should pay the talent for their contributions to the bottom line. Um, This is a kind of convoluted conversation. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious, are you going to penalize players? Are you going to take money away when they don't play well? Treat them like employees. You need to treat them like employees. Yeah. This is a this is a complex issue. I don't know that anybody truly knows how to handle this complex issue. Doesn't mean we have to keep it as status quo, but I think we need a better idea of yeah. – I mean, look, media rights are there, but I what I don't know that Jim realizes a lot of these uh, athletic departments are also running in deficits. Big time. So not everybody is Michigan. The business. Oh, I think Michigan probably runs at a deficit too. So you know, it it it's like, how can you justify that when you're running in the red? I think that makes it kind of hard. Uh, my final words. I forgot to give out our second pair of uh, football tickets. So um, here's how. Uh, here's how I'm gonna make up for it. Uh, dial in right now. Because uh, I said we're not doing we're not doing it by names. Yeah. We already we already got dinged for that. So uh, caller number four, you're gonna get University of Hawaii football tickets against Stanford on Friday. So dial in at uh, 808-296-1420 if you're caller number four. On that note, uh, spay and neuter your pets. Control the pet population. <laughs> Our uh, we miss Bob Barker. Uh, yeah. He passed away over the weekend. Uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Freddie and Fitzsimmons coming up next.